Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Welcome to another Berean Post devotional podcast. We have been going through the book of Colossians. And for those of you that have been following along, we are now in Colossians 3. And we're going to be reading quite a a lengthy passage of scripture, verses 12 to 25. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and abounding one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, Love your wives, and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord uh, you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he's done, and there's no partiality. Alright, well, in this particular uh, passage of scripture, um, there's a lot to cover. One of the commitments I made when I began to do this series of blogs was simply to do my, to the best of my ability, um, my understanding, uh, was to explain the passages from, from the Bible in a way that those who may not be familiar with the Bible might appreciate. I also committed that I would not push my interpretation of the text where good and reputable Christian theologians may have dispute, may dispute the interpretation. So where there's different views on a passage of scripture uh, and where they, those views may conflict, I 
will represent both views and let the reader decide for them for themselves so here in Colossians 3 um, and this is what I mean by there's a lot in here we're gonna stop and pause with the with the phrase elect of God Paul calls the brethren in the church of Colossae the elect of God this statement refers to those God has chosen for salvation it's also called predestination the word eclecte means chosen or elect and it's derived from the verb uh, eclamea which means to choose out or to select now the phrase elect of God is found throughout the New Testament particularly in the writings of Paul in Romans 8 um, 29 to 30 for instance Paul explains that those whom God foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son and those whom he foreknew he also called glorified um, justified rather and glorified so the concept of predestination is evident in the Bible as seen throughout various Old and New Testament examples God's plan was evident from the calling of Abraham whom God chose to become the father of many nations to the formation of the nation of Israel King David, too, was anointed by God to become the king of Israel, and Jesus' birth, life, and ministry were all part of God's predetermined plan. Through these examples, it's clear that God has consistently worked through history to accomplish his purposes and bring about his ultimate plan of redemption for humanity. Now, although some may question the ideal of predestination, the Bible presents a compelling case for its existence as evidenced by the way in which God has orchestrated um, these events to fulfill his sovereign will. And then you have scriptures, for instance, like in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, it says for uh, that he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for the adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ according to his pleasure and will. In Acts 13.48, it says, When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. First Peter says that First uh, um, Peter in chapter one verses one to two, Peter says Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Gaius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ in the sprinkling with His blood. And then in the Gospels, we have, uh, for instance, John. But Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up the last day. Jesus also said in John 15, you did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit and that fruit will last so that you whatsoever you may ask my name, the Father will give you. So these verses clearly teach that God has chosen and predestined certain individuals for salvation and that our salvation is ultimately dependent on God's sovereign will and purpose. Now, for those that are new to the Bible and Christianity, it won't be long before you come across uh, or they come across the term predestination. This term is widely used in the church today and is often uh, a subject of great debate. Now, it's important to note that the type of predestination that's most controversial among Christians is generally attributed to John Calvin, a French theologian. Calvin's understanding of predestination asserted that God had chosen certain individuals for salvation and others for damnation before the creation of the world. 
Now, this concept is widely disputed as it removes the individual's ability to respond to God and only to whom God has chosen, uh, only, those God, only those that God has chosen would respond to him. Calvin is known, Calvinism rather, is known for its acronym TULIP, which summarizes the five key points of the theological system developed by John Calvin in the 16th century. Each letter of TULIP stands for one of the doctrines that he espouses. Now keep in mind, this is John Calvin's system. So the first doctrine is the doctrine of total depravity. This is the idea that due to the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, every human born is born, every human being is born in a state of sin and is completely incapable of choosing God or doing anything to save themselves. The second point under you would be unconditional election. This is the idea that God chooses certain individuals for salvation, not based on any merit, good works on their part, but solely because of God's sovereign choice. Um, the L in TULIP stands for limited atonement. And this asserts the idea that Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross was only for those to whom God, uh, only for those um, whom God chose for salvation, not for every single human being. Then there is the I in the word tulip, which stands for the doctrine of irresistible grace. And by this, they mean that um, those chosen by God for salvation cannot resist God and will eventually be saved. And then the P, the final letter in the acronym tulip, stands for perseverance of the saints. And this is the idea that those who are chosen by God for salvation will continue to believe and follow God until the end of their lives and will never lose their salvation. Now, critics of Calvinism argue that the TULIP system does not accurately reflect the teachings of the Bible and that some of the doctrines are inconsistent with the character of God as revealed in Scripture. Supporter of Calvinism, on the other hand, believe that the TULIP system provides a clear and logical understanding for the biblical teachings on salvation and the sovereignty of God. Critics of salvation, again, will argue that the biblical predestination refers to the idea that God has a plan and a purpose for all creation, including human beings. And while the Bible does talk about God choosing people for specific purposes such as Abraham or the prophets, it does not support the idea that God chose some for salvation and others for damnation based on his sovereign will alone. So the Bible teaches that salvation is available to all who repent and believe in Jesus Christ regardless of their background or status. While God is sovereign and works all things together for good, he also gives human beings the freedom to choose whether or not to follow him. Therefore, the main difference between Calvinistic and biblical predestination is that the former emphasizes God's sovereignty to the point of denying free will in salvation. At the same time, the latter acknowledges God's sovereignty and human responsibility in responding to his call. Uh, Okay, why don't you let me know what you think? Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. 
Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.